0: Welcome to the Spectrum of Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Ginger Nash. Dr. Ginger Nash is a dear friend, and today we talk about the movement she's created called feminology. We talk about how to best support women through these natural hormonal shifts in life using naturopathic medicine. Dr. Nash graduated from the National College of Naturopathic Medicine in 1998, and in her 20 years of clinical experience, has worked with thousands of women on natural hormonal balance without the use of hormone replacement. Complex homeopathy, herbal medicine, and neutrogenomics are the therapeutic cornerstones of her practice. Dr. Nash taught at the University of Bridgeport's College of Naturopathic Medicine. Clinic for six years and has taught seminars for other health professionals throughout the U.S. and Canada for over a dozen years. She is a sought-after speaker and has recently launched an online health program for women through her umbrella organization called Feminology, the Art and Science of Female Hormones, with her colleague Dr. Tara Nyack. These doctors interweave the scientific knowledge behind natural medicine and the art of helping women heal. I hope you enjoy our conversation today. Hi everyone. We have a unique episode in that during the recording, this is one of the first times this ever has happened to me. um, We have an excellent interview with Dr. Ginger Nash. However, we cannot hear my questions in our conversation. So we are going to keep the wonderful content that Dr. Nash um, had for us. And I am throughout the interview going to just Um, insert the questions I did ask so it's going to have a little bit of a different flow and I really appreciate you bearing with us but Dr. Nash is a wealth of knowledge and she gave us such a beautiful interview that I do not want to lose uh, the content nor re-record it and so if you believe in mercury retrograde I um, ended up recording this um, interview during that time, and so we'll we'll blame that. <laughs> um, thank you for bearing with me, and I hope you enjoyed this wonderful interview with Dr. Nash. I started off the interview welcoming Dr. Nash, and I want everyone to know that Dr. Nash, during my time at Bastyr, I used to um, really love listening to her lectures when she lectured for Sororial, and she really opened my eyes to the use of drainage and really. Really true naturopathic medicine when addressing women's health. So it's just been such a joy for me to be able to get to know her as a friend and a colleague, and she has been really influential uh, to me in my journey of learning naturopathic medicine. So we get started, and you know, like all of us, we all have uh, a story that really leads us to naturopathic medicine, and with Dr. Nash's interest in women's health and our topic of feminology. Today she shares with how her personal health journey led her to naturopathic medicine.
1: Yeah I mean I guess that is the truest inspiration for me in terms of the work that I do and I've been doing for 20 years now which is kind of amazing to say. I'm coming up on my 20th year in practice I am also coming up on some big anniversaries for me. Um, Tomorrow, actually, is the anniversary of a major surgery that I had um, around a woman's health issue, and I was young. I was only 24, and I had um, been on birth control pills for six years, and they ended up really destroying my health and caused a lot of problems for me personally, but ultimately led me to an epiphany that I had after this surgery where I lost one of my ovaries. And it it really showed me that I wanted to become a naturopathic physician and really help women get back in touch with their bodies. So that's the underlying thrust of my work um, for 20 years. And Of course, I I work with people with other kinds of chronic conditions, but my specialty has really become um, hormone balance for women, especially without the use of any hormone replacement therapy. So
0: the next question that I asked Dr. Nash is really what is feminology? And I believe this is really a movement that she is creating for helping women transition through these natural phases of life and hormonal changes and how we can really honor these um, rhythms in a woman's body.
1: So feminology is the work of myself, and I also have um, a partner in this project. Her name is Dr. Tara Nayak. She's fantastic. She's happens to be uh, younger than me and has different background and different issues, but um, the two of us together, we really are committed fundamentally to helping women um, have better options for their various women's health and hormone issues. So the idea is to empower women to feel more comfortable and at ease in their bodies and also provide them with, you know, all of the scientific knowledge that we have now in the natural medicine world where, I mean, I'm sure you face this as well, where people think, oh, you know, natural medicine, there's no research, um, there's no um, proof that any of this works. And one of the reasons I really love working with Tara is that her background is in genetics um, as an undergrad before she even went to naturopathic medical school. And she's a total research geek, so we geek out about the science behind um, what we know about the body and physiology, and we then translate that into or interweave that into empowering women to make decisions about their health and the way they want to take care of themselves um, based on good scientific information, so based on the idea that women can actually get in touch with the natural rhythms of their bodies, and that that is what is ultimately going to lead them to the not just the greatest sense of health and well-being, but um, just our development as human beings and as women um, is really, really important to both of us. So we met a couple of years ago and immediately connected. We actually met through a genomics conference and we share a mentor who is um, Dr. Peter Diadamo, And um, we just immediately wanted to work together. And we have just recently um, started a a movement, as you say, we have a wonderful Facebook community that's growing daily, I would love for 1000s of women to get involved with this conversation. Um, We also have some programs that we can talk a little bit about later. But Um, The idea is to really help spread good information in the natural medicine world, you know, um, about women's health issues in particular.
0: Dr. Nash focuses on alternatives to even bioidentical hormones and transitioning women um, through menopause and other phases of their menstrual cycle. Um, and so I asked her, you know, really what prompted her to develop, you know, alternatives and what are the concerns that women are coming to her um, and what is she seeing in clinical practice that really helped her to create and develop um, feminology.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I'm sure you hear this kind of thing all the time, too, especially for women that um, a lot of times their doctors, you know, not every doctor, of course, there are good, many, many good medical doctors out there. I don't want to disparage an entire community of healthcare care professionals. Um, I would never do that. But, but I, I see the people whose doctors, especially women, have told them, oh, you know, there's there's really nothing going on with you physically. It's all in your head. You just need an antidepressant. You need an anxiolytic, you know, the same kinds of things that people face all the time and what drives them to the naturopathic doctor's office is that it's really about drugs and suppressing whatever process is going on in the body. Instead of trying to figure out the root cause of that imbalance. And then certainly um, offering women, other options besides um, drugs and, or, you know, uh, suppressive types of therapies. You know, some of the more common things that I see personally um, are women with, you know, fertility issues are certainly on the rise, infertility issues, I should say. Um, uh, PCOS is another huge, huge problem, Um, polycystic uh, ovarian syndrome, if for those of you that don't, aren't familiar with PCOS. um, And that's an area that um, Tara is actually particularly interested in because she was diagnosed with that um, as a younger woman. And um, I work with a lot of perimenopausal and menopausal women, but also women that are just having irregular cycles or have had problems with hormonal contraceptives and are looking to, you know, manage their cycles naturally. And m- women are like afraid of their periods. I mean, um, and, and for good reason. I mean, your period should not be, um, you know, it's not like you're gonna be leaping around in a tampon commercial necessarily, but um, you know, your period should not be like something to dread every month. It should not be something that puts you in bed for two days or something that you have to, you know, swallow half a bottle of Advil just to get through. Um, And for many women that there's so many, um, you know, problems in the environment, as I'm sure, you know, you're familiar with, Christine, you're such an expert in environmental toxicity and endocrine disruptors that women's cycles are completely messed up. You know, their hormones are thrown out of balance with all sorts of exposures, you know, hormones that are given to animals that we now consume, um, you know, hormones that are in the um, drinking water, and then all these chemicals that mimic the effects of estrogen in the body. um, And they can just wreak havoc on the subtle, you know, orchestra, as I like to say, of the endocrine system and, and of female hormone balance. So I see a lot of women with you know, painful periods, irregular periods, they've been diagnosed with PCOS or they have thyroid problems or, you know, any, any combination of the above. So um, I don't particularly specialize in fertility um, because I think that's such a important specialty all on its own that I, I usually refer out to some other excellent colleagues in the area. Um, But my passion is right now working with particularly the um, perimenopause and menopausal um, aged group.
0: One of the many things that I love about Ginger's approach is that she really honors, you know, this natural process that's happening in a woman's body. And there's a lot of uh, fear and misconceptions and, um, you know, a lot of suppression rather than celebration of um, what it means to go through menopause. So I think she has a really beautiful view and a really beautiful reframe on how to really embrace and honor this life transition. And so she explains that with us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we've lost touch with this idea in so many ancient cultures, right? That a woman as she ages and as her, uh, ovaries go into retirement, as I like to say, um, you really move into a, a deeper life phase that I've started calling the, the, the phase of wisdom and strength. And, um, you know, we've gotten to an age, I'm about to turn 50. We've learned a thing or two in our lifetimes, hopefully, you know, and we want to use what we've learned and the struggles that we've had to really define and determine what we want for this next phase of life. And hopefully we're in a position where we can step back and reflect a little bit on our life experiences and de-stress and really learn what is important to us and, and help create a map or a set of guidelines is what I'm doing with this, um, program that I'm, I'm launching, um, to really find, you know, the, the life that you want and create the life that you want. And, you know, that's an easy thing to say, but, um, really, going inside and and figuring out you know where you're at and where you want to go is an important important process to go through at this life stage i mean you know, we should have, uh, you know, puberty rituals as well, but we should have menopausal rituals. We should have um, preparation. And that's one of the things that kind of blew my mind when I I, I first launched this program last year as a pilot. And one of the things that blew my mind, Christy, was that women, you know, educated, highly educated women that are very aware of so many things going on in the world and around them, had no idea really what the beginnings of perimenopause were going to look like or were going to feel like. Um, So I've often said, like, wouldn't it be great if we had a class, you know, like take a day or two off from work, paid vacation. You know, you go to the spot, you learn about what to expect and really embrace this period of time because it can be a very, very powerful Opportunity to to shift some things and not just feel like it's this scary I'm going to fall apart kind of feeling or you know even worse you know dry up and blow away because that's how menopause the disease was created you know it really was a a construct in the 1950s to sell synthetic drugs that people now refer to as hormone replacement and that's one of the things that. I'm really passionate about changing the conversation around. And this ties into my work around um, oral contraceptives, oral contraceptives and other hormonal forms of birth control, because people refer to them as hormones, but they're not hormones at all. They're really drugs and they have the effects like drugs all around the body. So um, so, yeah, there's a lot of information that I think needs to be presented to women, about what to expect at various life stages and what kinds of things they can tap into in their own body. I mean, the reason we're all naturopathic physicians, right, is because we know that the body can heal itself given the right set of circumstances and information and with enough support to eliminate toxins. And you mentioned drainage, that's always first and foremost what needs to happen. Um, But there are incredible healing capacities that we have. And when we just suppress everything that the body is attempting to do, it gets very confusing and people get very sick.
0: Ginger and I both see that the environment is really impacting all of our health. And I asked her about her approach for the increasing environmental toxicity and also looking at how this is creating a lot of Endocrine disruption and imbalance in our female hormones.
1: Like I said, I've really come to see this phase as one where we can move into wisdom. But first and foremost, you always have to address the body and clearing out some of the garbage, if you will, before we're going to really get to know ourselves better. And that's been what I've done with every single patient that I've seen since I opened my practice. And I'm sure it's what you do every day as well. It's like, we've got to start with, you know, the basics like eliminations and getting rid of some of the crap that we're all exposed to. And then that actually, it sounds so like simple and in many ways it is, but what it really does is it starts the process of clearing out everything from a cellular level up to a higher level so that we can start to, really understand ourselves and know ourselves. So it always starts with drainage and eliminations. And then for some people that are in need of more of, a, of an intense detox, you know, we can talk about detoxification and the health of the liver, of course, because the liver is what metabolizes all of our hormones, including all of our estrogens and progestins and all of those um, hormones that we are exposed to and endocrine disruptors and whatnot. And then, you know, after the sort of body is addressed, we can move into a deeper stage of in of um, discovery of who we are and really try to figure out, you know, who we are, what we want, what's important to us, where we want to put our focus, where our lessons have led us in our lives, and you know, really learn how to de-stress and basically let go. I mean, what I find for women that are in their 40s is, um, and, you know, perimenopausal changes can begin, you know, mid-40s, some sometimes even early 40s for, for women. Um, you know, we've been such multitaskers. We've had children, some of us, or had careers and taking care of people and managing households and having All kinds of um, responsibilities pull us in so many directions. And it's really time to sort of pull back and say, okay, what's most meaningful to me? What can I let go of? Um, I mean, I have a whole teaching module called Relaxing the Overcontroller because, you know, so many of us women, high functioning, like powerhouse women can be seen as being controlling, but it's because we've had to do so much, you know? And so really figuring out like, okay, what, what can I back off of? Where can I, you know, let go. And some of that is also around the aging process, right? So this time of a woman's life, you know, we're facing like, okay, we are maybe coming to the end of our reproductive years and, and you know, what, what things can we let go of? Can we let go of ourselves in a certain way um, of moving through the world. And so your, your body is changing at this stage of life, but your, your outlook on life is really changing too. And your relationships with, with people, you know, close to you and also, you know, relationships that are, um, maybe it's time to let go or set different boundaries. So I get into a lot of those kinds of issues as well, you know, sort of the larger issues that women are facing, um, At this time in their lives, you know, there's also, you know, changes in sexual health, changes in relationships with family. I mean, a lot of us are, you know, starting to take care of our parents at this age, you know, Um, so it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big life transition. It really is.
0: I asked Ginger more about her program Feminology and what she uses as alternative to bioidentical hormones and how she really puts people on what she calls this natural menopause map.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, I do want to say too, um, and I've had this conversation with some other colleagues who use a lot of bioidentical hormones and they are definitely far safer. There's no question. Um, As I said just a few minutes ago, Um, Hormone replacement therapy, things like Premarin and Prempro, those are synthetic drugs that are extraordinarily powerful and need to be metabolized through the liver, you know, many, many times over. So bioidentical natural hormones is definitely you know, one option for many women, but for a lot of women, they don't want the hormones at all. And they, you know, maybe they have, I have a lot of people who have family history of breast cancer or other gynecological cancers. And, you know, the first thing that happens when there's any high risk like that, or there's any, um, you know, changes in the breast tissue or anything that could be ominous in terms of a cancer formation is they, you know, the, the oncologist would recommend that they stop any kind of um, hormone activating drugs or, or certainly, you know, bioidenticals as well. So I do want to just say that, that it's, it's, it's definitely a step in the right direction. But for me, um, I, I prefer to to not even have to rely on on bioidentical hormones or natural hormones. And there's so much you can do with, um, you know, with nutrients. I mean, the field of nutrigenomics has completely you know, blown up in the last decade. And we know so many things that can tweak the gene expression that can, um, affect all sorts of hormonal activity in the body. Um, I use, um, nutritional supplements and recommend various, um, you know, various protocols to, to women based on, you know, sometimes the genetics if we have them, but there's plenty to do even without that. Um, and then certainly herbal medicine is a fantastic way for women to naturally balance their hormones, um, without, you know, using drugs or even bioidenticals. Um, and then, you know, a lot of lifestyle modifications as well. And, and like you were saying, um, Christine, just being able to, you know, even if you're going through some difficult changes, I mean, and hormonal fluctuations. There are many things, you know, exercise. There's a whole um, module in my program about um, movement for mental health. I mean, we all know how movement can be a tremendous um, benefit to one's state of mind for stress relief. For you know, various, you know, health of various organ systems, etc. And also another major area that I um, support women around is the health of their lymphatic system. So this is an area that I, I have written about and done some, some uh, lectures to professionals as well over the last couple of years, because the lymphatic system is super important to keep the body optimized from the, again, back to the drainage from the most basic, you know, eliminating toxins, but also keeping your immune system healthy, keeping inflammation at bay, and also moving hormones around the body, especially progesterone. So as we move into perimenopause, we start to have these anovulatory cycles where we're not ovulating every month. So we have lower amounts of progesterone relative to estrogen most of the time. is is a is a big problem for many women, and it's referred to as estrogen dominance. So hel- helping a woman's lymphatic system is um, is always part of my general approach as well. So you know, there's no like real, and this is again the case for anything that you know we work with in naturopathic medicine. There's no real magic bullet. But it's really a matter of coming at things from a multitude of angles and working with the entire system from, you know, drainage eliminations and then targeted nutritionals that that makes sense, you know, not just like, OK, I read an article about this nutrient or that herb and this, you know, this treatment and people are just, you know, throwing everything but the kitchen sink into into their bodies. That's not going to get them to a place of being well. so. So it's not just about it's not just about what I'm doing, but it's it's the application of how and in what order, and that's really part of the whole map concept is knowing is having the clinical expertise and experience to know where you need to start and then when you can move into deeper processes and ultimately, how to raise the level of health over, know, over a longer period of time.
0: Ginger and I discuss really the cost that hormonal birth control has on a woman's body. While we, of course, respect the decision for women to use this as a contraceptive, there is this use that uh, hormonal birth control can solve, you know, any menstrual issue or any Um, irregularity or imbalance. And we we just pose the question of how can we really look deeper and at the root cause and have um, better options for women?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I was the same. I mean, unfortunately, birth control pills are like the number one recommendation for everything from, you know, 10-year-old girls to 55-year-old women. I mean, it's amazing how they're just given out without a lot of information about what I like to call the true cost of, you know, taking them. And, and for a lot of women, like I said earlier, they're, they're afraid of their periods because there's so much imbalance and they're so miserable. Um, but really what, what's happening is on a very fundamental basic level, the, the hormonal contraceptives can deplete many, many essential nutrients And that is just like the most basic. I mean, I have patients that sure, like they, for whatever their set of reasons, and they're obviously very personal, they feel like they need to stay on the pill. At the very least, you've got to replace certain B vitamins and folic acid and all kinds of things that are being depleted from the effects of those drugs. And then Again, back to our touchstone, Christine, of drainage. I mean, when you're suppressing your natural hormonal rhythm, which is what hormonal contraceptives are doing, it's suppressing that whole symphony from the pituitary to the uterus where you have a monthly cycle, you're suppressing that extraordinary way that women eliminate and detoxify through the menstrual blood. Um, this is why a lot of women get so many cramps because the blood that is coming out is kind of, it's full of various acids, arachidonic acid and other toxins that are being eliminated on a month to month basis. So you're, you're basically clogging up your system by not allowing for that, um, eliminatory monthly cycle and shedding. Um, and then you're messing with that whole endocrine um all those endocrine feedback loops that that affect the brain and this is why you know within um uh, i believe it's within the first year over 50% of women like you said just know that it's not right for their body or they become depressed or they lose their libido or they are bleeding incessantly or they don't get a period at all or i mean there's just so many problems and so many women feel so miserably on hormonal contraceptives that they, they stop. So I believe the, the research shows that it's about 50% of women will stop within the first year. Um, yeah, which is a big, that's a big deal. And um, I don't know if you caught, I think it was last year they tried, they developed um, um, a hormonal contraceptive pill for men to take, but they had to stop the trials because the men didn't feel well on it. Like, we'll never find that drug. We're not going to put any more money into making that drug because men won't take it because they feel so crap. Like yeah, so you know the onus has always been on women, of course, and women are the ones that get pregnant. So it's obviously a much bigger concern. And again, I I, I don't want to come across as judgmental. I know for a lot of younger women who are not ready to have children, um, you know, the thought of becoming pregnant causes a lot more anxiety um, than what the birth control pill might be doing to them but they should know and have that information to make that decision from a place of education and a place of options not a feeling of this is my only way that i can get through my life is to suppress this entire uh rhythm that we have and then even you know getting into more of the esoteric and spiritual aspect of things is that i think it really cuts women off from again, this inherent wisdom that the body has. And that's, that's really the sensitive part of it for me is that, um, I think that women may have no idea what the true cost is because it's, it's not very evident or apparent that those things can be very subtly changing our mental outlook. And, um, You know, there's more of a conversation happening around this now. And that's why I'm so excited to be, you know, launching this movement and the work with feminology. Just, I think there's so much potential. We're going to launch a podcast and we're going to be talking about all these issues. Um, Another thing that I think is really important is to bring into the world of natural medicine issues of race and class. And that's something that Tara and I feel very strongly about, needs to be incorporated into our world, you know, uh, the access to the kinds of things that we're talking about. We, we want to make that more accessible. You know, I don't want, um, naturopathic medicine to just be for, you know, rich white people. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, there's just so much work to be done and, um, and, you know, over half the population are women. So they need, they need to, um, find a place where they can get good information about this this type of of intervention that is recommended so readily by, by, you know, so many of their doctors. And again, I don't want to disparage medical doctors, but that's what they know. You know, that's their training. Our training is in trusting the body to heal and trying to get people to get to a place where their bodies can heal themselves. And the training of traditional doctors is absolutely not that. I mean, it's about, you know, finding a way to stop the body from running out of control, you know, Um, and this whole focus on pathology instead of focusing on health. So it's part of a larger mission in natural medicine in general.
0: I end our conversation asking Ginger how we can learn more about her work and her new program, Feminology. I hope that you all enjoyed our conversation. And I, again, thank you for bearing with uh, this unique audio. But as you can see from the conversation, Ginger is just such a wealth of knowledge. And I hope that she gave you some uh, wonderful things to think about. And please uh, go to Ginger's website and learn more about the wonderful work she's doing.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I do definitely see people long distance. I have people from Canada and from the West Coast. And yes, I'm in Connecticut, but I, I definitely work with people virtually. And sometimes, you know, that, as I'm sure you know, you've got to find local people to do supportive therapies, et cetera. Um, but I also have, yeah, moved into the online space and working with these online programs, the signature program of the feminology movement at this point is my. Program for perimenopausal and menopausal women, and we're going to be um, rerunning that in in just a couple of weeks. I run this program twice a year, so it's a, it's happens in spring and fall. So I'm very excited about that, and it's a it's a three month program. So it's a pretty deep dive into a lot of the issues that we have touched upon today in our conversation. Um, you do get a lot of one on one support. We have some live meetings and then we have some um, recorded teaching modules and then uh, I also have a number of colleagues that are coming in to do some expert lectures so if you're interested in that I've got some videos that you could watch and certainly get involved in the feminology movement if you're on Facebook there's a feminology group and we can provide you with the link to that But also, um, we're going to be launching programs later this year, um, one specifically for PCOS and the other for repairing um, birth control damage for women. So that could be any number of things. I mean, I've worked with a number of women that have actually had problems with IUDs as well, Um, IUDs that either the hormonal ones or sometimes there's local issues where the IUD has embedded in the uterus. So you know, all these kinds of issues around um, hormonal contraception damage are forefront for our online programs, and we'll be launching those. But the only one that is in full operational mode at this point is the menopause program, which is called the Natural Menopause Map. And again, it is um, an offering that is not using bioidentical hormones or certainly not synthetic hormones to Um, traverse menopause with really coming out of it with a lot more um, confidence and ease in your body and knowing yourself better is really the ultimate goal.
0: Thank you for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Dr. Ginger Nash today. And if you'd like to find out more about her work in her program, Feminology, you can find out more in the show notes and how to link to her Facebook page. Have a great day.